0: Today's show, as always, sponsored by LevassaIslandApparel.com For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LevassaIslandApparel.com.
1: Tell me how these randoms keep getting jobs. Don't worry about it. I'm going to say, I can't wait to say it. Oh, I love it.
0: Welcome, everyone, to the Polynesian Podcast, episode 46. Sponsored by Levassa Island Apparel. Put on for the culture and catch the wave. Check them out, www.levassaislandapparel.com. I am Lance Falatongo. Yo, what's poppin'? I'm Forrest Odolo. Oh, Forest, What's good? The NCAA tournament. That's pretty good. I don't... I, I was telling you guys last week, I don't really... Watch college basketball because there's so many teams. It's kind of like I don't watch every college football game, but right. when you kind of narrow it down and put it in a little bit of structure, like a bracket, single elimination, right. crazy things are happening. Definitely a Super bunch of crazy things, upsets. Who who were the 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 upset teams? FDU. What
1: is that? That's a school. It is. It FDU? is. Uh, uh, what what are they? <laughs> I forgot who they were. And it's funny because I mean they 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 make the tournament. They made the tournament before, even when I was growing up. So um, they're they're in um, who else? Uh, well, I, I guess you would consider Kansas State not really a, a upset team, but like for our Cinderella team. Sorry, but mm-hmm. they are underdogs. Uh, but they've been playing off the. They got a, one of the smaller guards in the country playing, and he's killing right now. I I feel like we
0: saw a bunch of top seeds fall off. There's like a one seed that fell in the men's tournament. Um, I'm sure there are upsets in the women's game. I haven't been following as widely the women's bracket. I've just been watching uh, the Utah
1: games. Uh, Before we get into that, yeah, one of the biggest upsets happened last night for women's uh, basketball. Stanford, who I'm pretty sure was a really big number one favorite to win. They went down last night. So, um, yeah, so they're gone. For the men's game, Purdue, who is number one in during the season, uh, most of the season, they went down. Um, <sighs> Kentucky's gone. I think the only actual Blue Bloods, and these two probably aren't, or just one, I think, right now. Two, sorry. Uh, Blue Bloods in college basketball. Um and through the years, they haven't been who they used to be, but they they were like some of the very – when they say uh, Blue Bloods are the guys that were big in – teams that were really big in college basketball for a long time. But mm-hmm. UCLA and Indiana, they're still in. Um, but it's nice to see – Like I mean, Princeton. Princeton's still there. They've been known to pull up big upsets. Uh, speaking of that, I think they upset UCLA one year. Princeton's in. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be crazy <laughs> to see. Somebody, I think
0: right. Somebody posted the the video from Princeton's campus when they made it to the Sweet Sixteen after they won the second round. It's just everybody studying in the library like regular. <laughs> Ain't shit happening on campus. People are just <laughs> studying for their finals.
1: Well, yeah, sounds uh, about right.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure that as they if they progress further, they'll get more fans out in the.
1: Well, I, I'm in I'm the walkways. Sure, I'm pretty sure there was some place that they were watching the game. They just didn't go there. Of course, you're not go to the <laughs> they, just, they just got the quietest right. plates. They
0: went to the library. They That's hilarious. Just, there are TVs on in the library or screens or something, but they weren't watching the game. It was like some actual academic like academic stuff. Huh.
1: That's funny. So, I mean, just a little like Kmart story. So, when I was going to college, and it's funny because there's a lot of dudes that used to be there. And they had the TVs inside the library. You know what people used to watch? Daytime soap opera <laughs> in the library. In the library, and we used to get in trouble because it's supposed to be for current events, and you're supposed to be watching the news in there. And somebody would like turn it to a a soap opera, and it'd be funny because there'd be a whole bunch of dudes just like interested in it for a while. And after a while, you just see like, like a whole bunch of dudes mixed in with all these girls watching soap opera, and you're like, huh? <laughs> the yeah, K
0: drama. Yeah. I remember I, watching that in Psalm One, like I think two different ones. And they're I mean, just subtitles, right?
1: Like, far, like, yeah, the drama's big. And it, like in the library, everybody's like, it was old school. It was like Days of Our Lives or Lighting uh, oh, Light. It's, yeah. Oh, soaps. Yeah. Like Those soaps, are blue soaps.
0: blood soaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As the world turns. Days of Our Lives. What was the other one? General Hospital. General Hospital. Guiding Light. You know, Lives of the Rich and Famous.
1: Something Stuff like that, or that. is that like a Weezer? No, style. that's that's a that's a show. That was that was funny, but to your point, getting back because I'll be set for, I'll be set for two year. <laughs> getting back to what we were talking about.
0: <laughs> Bro, uh, <laughs> hey, shout out to the Polytechnic <laughs> podcast.
1: Right, listen yeah, and man, they, they, they they start going God.
0: on tangents, and then they're right.
1: like. Hey, bring let's it get back. back
0: to the subject.
1: Yeah, <laughs> go if you haven't listened to them, please go listen the Polyticking podcast,
0: Marcus and so You know, you know why our name is Polynesian? Because Polyticking was taken.
1: <laughs> Amen. That shit, that's
0: hard. <laughs> Amen. When I saw that, I was like,
1: "Why didn't anyone think of that name?" <laughs> See, but they—they did. They, like people don't know that they also they've had a podcast. They're just now coming back to their podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going strong now. I think they stopped what they were telling us was like pandemic, and they just were getting busy around stuff. And uh, but they're back now, and we're all greater for it getting to listen to yeah. Marcus and and So As you were saying, Lance, uh, like you don't know, you I know you're not a big guy of uh March Madness, you I'm pretty sure you are going to be now just watching these games. But if yeah. you saw Eric Musselman uh in Arkansas. And the way he celebrated his team after the upset—I don't know if you saw it—but a man jumped up on top of the the uh, scores table, took his shirt off, and was ringing it around. I mean, you know, what I mean that's what March Madness is about. And mm-hmm. Arkansas, who did they beat? Did they beat be Purdue? I'm sorry, I have—I'm a North Carolina fan, so I wasn't too big on watching it. This year. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make it. But also, the team I picked, Arizona, lost in the first round. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You know what? I might just. Bro. But it's hard not to watch because some of the greatest sports moments have taken place in March Madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think it's the,
0: the single elimination? or It's like...
1: that too, but it's also the energy that some of these teams come with. Oh, you know what I mean? Man. Like, um, Jesus. Just like like we were talking about, uh, FDU, um, Princeton when they're playing, you know. And um, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me, maybe, but it also shows that like the fundamentals in basketball still matter more than just like having pure talent on your team. Guys still have to know how to play team basketball.
0: Oh, okay. Because you know? like you the know? big, the high recruit teams still lose.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have guys like. Uh, and and it's not to say that those teams aren't really good. It's just maybe they don't know how to play together. But these teams that come in, like, and I'm always going to bring back Princeton because if you see them run that offense that they run, they, I mean, it's like um, if you remember watching Coach Carter and, you know, running a play over and over and over again until you're so tired of it. Uh, or, <laughs> or like semi-pro when Jackie Moon has to throw up, he's like, I'm going to make you run this until you throw <laughs> I've never thrown up in my life. You know, <laughs> sorry, one of the better basketball movies ever. But, uh, Jackie Moon! Um, yeah, I will, Farrell. Hey, Amen. If if you watch Princeton play and they run these plays, you know that they're on uh, automatic. They're running these plays and they're not, they know where guys are going to be at. They know they're going to be open. Mm. You know what I mean? So these passes are going to places where they already know. They already know. They trust in these plays. And that's just really great team chemistry, really great teamwork. So, yeah, uh,
0: it's definitely, yeah, definitely cool to see the the upsets or the the underdogs right. putting together games and and taking down some of these powerhouses. Uh, yeah, I and my thing with basket the NBA playoffs, the MLB postseason, and even hockey is it's like best of five, best of seven, you know, so you do get. You
1: can gather, you lose, you can gather yourself, come back the next game.
0: Yeah. In single elimination, you have to be the, you have to, first of all, you have to win the entire tournament. Right. Yeah, Every single week or every every single game to to make it to the end. If
1: you're a 16 seed, you got to fight your way from, you're like the last seed. You got to fight your way all the way through these teams that have, probably are more talented than you. Like, talent-wise, I don't know if they're better than you, but talent-wise, they probably have more talent yeah. on you. And then not only that, I mean, you have to fight teams that have just probably played better teams also who come in probably a little bit more battle-tested than you. Um, take for FDU, they're the shortest team in, in the tournament this year. You know, it's basketball. Like height, basketball does Yeah, height-wise. Yeah, I mean, it's basketball, so, yeah, I mean. Height it's for sure. Yeah, but it's basketball. And like I said, the dude from Kansas State, Marcus Noel, 5'8". If you watched his last game, he torched these dudes in that second half. Like, he just – he went off. Uh, just And not just, like, from shooting outside or, like, taking these open shots. He was going to the hoop and just making buckets. Like, you, you couldn't tell him he was 5'8", because he was playing like he was <laughs> 6'6", just going over everybody, scoring over everybody. So – That's that's the type of stuff you want to see. And they, yeah, they dismantle Kentucky. Like, and Kentucky consistently comes in every year with a roster of at least more than four, uh, sorry, more than three, five stars on their team every year. And then even with that, they still have dudes who would start on any other team in the country playing for them at every position, even off the bench. So it's crazy.
0: But they don't win every year.
1: They don't. They don't. At, but also to – no, we're not going to say that because this is about the tournament, so we won't get into, like, yeah, what well, they go to college, they go to play for Patina because then they're going to – I mean, sorry. Uh, I can't even remember the coach's name. Oh, Calipari, sorry. They go to Kentucky to play to Calipari to get prepared to go to the NBA. That's not what we're talking about, so we won't go that route. Mm. But yeah, they don't because they got a lot of guys there who are coming in fresh as freshmen or transfers. and. That's not always going to gel together well. That's And that's why it's so cool to watch the tournament, man, and watch these guys play. Like, you get to watch really good basketball. Not like, you know what I mean, just teams running up and down the court mm-hmm. trying to outscore each other. Like, dude, dudes are – you'll see really good basketball. There's, like, that's swings what, and counters yeah. and adjustments. Yeah. Uh Instead of just one team trying to outrun the other. Yeah. Uh, Farley Dickinson, FDU, they have some dudes. They have a dudes. <laughs> why are you laughing for? That's what it. Yeah, Farley Dickinson. <laughs>
0: That's why they go by FDU. Got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, I mean, but they're consistent though. Like, uh, I guess if you're talking historical wise, like either making the tournament or being relevant, like in the basketball world, because they're they're a D one team, which you're, you're probably thinking like Farley Dickinson, okay, <laughs> but uh. So they do have like a couple dudes who are shooters, but what they do really well is again like uh, Princeton—they run these plays and like you don't see them ever come down the court and go one pass shoot. It's one two pass, people are moving, and they get that they get the ball to the open shooter. So it's yeah, man, great basketball.
0: You were um, uh, you were talking about how Princeton is still in the tournament. You, I assume you're talking about the men's team, right? yes because the women's team got beat yes uh the utah utes uh the number two seed in i I think the second greenville south carolina um regional yeah um beat the number 10 seed princeton who had made it to the you know the round of 32 but yo utah took off in this game and then princeton came back so shout out to princeton for fighting but utah eventually closed it out uh Behind Alyssa Peely's twenty-eight points, eight on thirteen shooting, she was the only one to make a three on the uh, for the Utes. Uh, ten rebounds, three assists, twenty-eight points and ten rebounds, both team highs. Um, and the Utes are moving on to the Sweet Sixteen and, uh, I mean, to face number three LSU. I'm not sure if it's tomorrow or or the next year. When
1: it's she be, is amazing. Um. She yeah, so she's coming out of Alaska, where she was the player in Alaska in high school. Not not just the basketball player. No, uh, the player. Yeah, thirteen so people, titles. Pe- people in don't her understand. High career, and that's not just basketball. People don't understand that. Like she, if there was a sport to play for her, to, she was winning it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Track not field. just playing it. <laughs> no, winning state yeah. titles. That's she crazy. was winning state titles. Uh. She was a three-time Alaska Gatorade player of the year. That's basketball. Uh, I think she was also on track. Um, she, early on in her career, her college career, she accepted the scholarship to play at USC. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for her there. Damn it. Uh, unfortunately for USC, fortunate for Utah, and the rest of us who don't like USC. <laughs> 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 I'm actually a USC fan, not as big as Lance, but... Uh, no, yeah, it didn't work out for her there, uh, so she moved on for whatever reason. Um, she moved on to Utah, and is now she has Utah in the pre in the in the regular season she had Utah all the way up. I think they were all the way up to number five at one point in the country. They're right fifth in the country. She averaged, I think she finished with twenty six on the year points, six boards, and something like three assists. Right. You no. Know, Forty three percent from behind the arc. From behind the arc, and and forty three percent. Listen now. She's a power player. She's a power forward. She's six two. She's supposed to be
0: under the rim. Right. Right. Uh Oh, also, she says she's five eleven on a good day.
1: Well, uh, you know what I mean. Uh She's also Polynesian, so she's probably five seven, but built like a tank. <laughs> you know what I mean. So oh, she's going
0: to yeah. play like she, she, she has, she,
1: she has play like she's 6'2 Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, but she's man, she's really good. I'm sorry.
0: It was she, yo crazy, crazy. Right. Cause not crazy. only is, is she able to work low posts and pretty much back down anybody and box out and get these rebounds over mm-hmm. most people,
1: uh, even though Princeton had
0: hell offensive rebounds in the second and third quarters. Um, yo, she was standing out at the top of the key. No one's guarding her. The ball gets stopped in the key. They kick it, they kick it to her, and she just takes an effortless three, and that's it. And that's that's definitely something I'm sure all teams are looking for, not only in college, but in the (laughs) the WNBA. Someone who can play down low, but also stretch, you know, the court. Oh, yeah,
1: She's, she's definitely an in and out player. Uh, nice. I will also own up to, uh, leaving uh post players or people who look like they play post out on the three-point line open. And I'm like, man, you're not going to make it. <laughs> oh, you do that? He's like, oh, no, you a paint player.
0: That's a decoy. That's a decoy. The, the hit,
1: you know, they, they hit the first one and you're like, man, look. They hit the second and it was like, all right. And then you're like, the third one, you're like, okay, I'll stop. No, nah, by the second <laughs> one, people are like, hey, you going to guard them? See no people can tell yeah, me that I'm like crying. nah nah we're good you know what I, mean? <laughs> I I got pride I gotta I gotta you know I'm gonna tell them I'm like nah all nah, right nah. but after that third three no I, no after that throw you gonna have to close
0: out. <laughs> bro, my oh, my would, would say it, like you gotta make it three times in a row to like really know how to make a shot. He was talking about basketball shots, but kind of like just anything. Um but yeah, he's like the first time's a fluke, the second time's you're lucky. You're lucky, the third time, okay. That was on purpose. Like, but if you didn't, you just got lucky a bunch of times in a row. You make two in a row and then break the third, he's like, see, you can't do this. <laughs> Definitely uh, yeah, uh how you to know, shoot from him. I I, I ate a lot of um I eat a um I
1: ate a lot of uh shit talking from uh your uncle Shopmore. Younger days. Oliver is a pro. Yeah, uh, he he was one of those. I was fortunate enough to run in that circle uh, from, like, a really young age. Um, They had a team. Well, first of all, they all played for the American Samoa National Team together. They came off of that team, and they went, and they had these open leagues in American Samoa, and they all played together, which was super unfair. (laughs) The national team? were
0: good were, friends and decided his, to start their
1: yeah, own basketball they team. They were sponsored <laughs> by Shoe Tree. And that's what their their team was <laughs> called, Shoe Tree. Uh, they had Mike Tony on it. who, if you grew up with me, you all knew him as the uh, white Michael Jordan in American Samoa. Uh, they had Mike Felicia, who was my high school coach, who was super good. They had Hanson uh, Kildee, again, um, probably the yeah. point guard in American Samoa, if you talk about uh, national team honors and just he was probably the point guard that people will always recognize or run synonymous with the American Samoa national team. Uh, Archie Soliay um, one of those guys like I think he might have been a little bit beyond his time because he could play both inside and outside. He had a super nice mid-range game like um, but he was also really good in the post uh, his younger brother Sam Soliai, who was a shooter um just a few other guys that were just really great. Milton off who was also another coach of mine who really shaped my game. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, That's that's a bunch of like ballers. Just just those guys I named alone are uh, like, that's, yeah, that's crazy. So. You trying to start a basketball team?
0: Nah. (laughs) I couldn't do, yeah. I couldn't find enough, like, real good players. I'm definitely not a baller. I'm a fundamentalist. Like, I'm going to box out and rebound and kick it out and try to just keep running. The last time I went for, like, a real run, you know, after that first game, I was gassed. But the next team wanted to play real quick. They'd been waiting a long time. So we rolled right into the second game. Bro, I was just running from three-point line to three-point line. Just like, at okay, please stop. Can we hold the ball? Hold the ball. Uh, yeah, basketball is dope. When are we gonna play basketball? Stewart. Where do you? Where do you? Where as do you soon as like uh, nowhere right out. now.
1: As soon as I can breathe, running up and down the court or around the court uh, without throwing up a lung.
0: I need to. I need to do it, and yeah, I just I got to get outside, start exercising. I'm gonna start this new like uh, there's like a VA program for diet and exercise.
1: Oh, that's
0: dope. I'm gonna jump on that and try to use the information for good she's been stuck in garbage there's a there's a carl's jr burger sitting right in front of me <laughs> it's one of the leftovers from the four i ordered <laughs> but hey two of the chicken sandwiches were lettuce wrapped you know what i'm saying you got to get those vegetables in oh, there yeah. and that yeah. balances out the mayonnaise and the fried chicken all that the potatoes um no i'm really excited actually about that diet and exercise class because i garbage i need to need to get on that um but excited i'm definitely excited to see what the what how far the Utes go um in the women's tournament
1: Uh, oh my gosh yeah um Um,
0: can they make it to the final four like i mean who's the number one in their in their bracket i gotta see
1: but it's definitely gonna
0: be uh on Peely's shoulders like she's
1: She's leading the team. Uh, their next game rebounds. is going to be super tough because uh, Angel Reese, who plays for LSU, oh, damn. Um, is just as how we're talking about Elisa Peavy right now. Angel Reese is really, really good. She's their center. Oh, so and, that's uh, probably who Elisa's going to yeah. match up on. Uh, if you follow uh, women's college basketball, you'll understand what I'm talking about because – yeah, Angel Reese could possibly be the number one pick in the um,
0: next oh, WNBA damn.
1: draft. So, whoa, yeah, and she's they, really good. And then they're going against them here in the next round. Yeah, and Angel Reese might not—I mean, she could, she might be the number two player on that team because they have a guard on that team also who's really good. Um, yeah, women's basketball is nice, but uh, again, um, as they have been always, they haven't been as dominant as they were in the past years, but. They're always there. Uh, top five. UConn is still in the tournament, and Ozzy Fudd, who plays guard for them. Um, I'm sad that they don't have uh Paige Beckerson with them this year because she got hurt again. Mm-hmm. If they had her, uh, her and Ozzy Fudd, she together. got hurt. Sorry, she got hurt again. Yeah, yeah, Damn. She got hurt. yeah. So she's 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 not uh she got hurt. I think beginning of the year, like
0: early. Wait, okay, but when did she get hurt last year? Because it took her out for a long time, right? Was
1: that early in the year, too? Damn! So, uh, yeah, I mean, but they always, again, they always get, um, like, top recruits, whoever they want. And I'm always going to – in the back of your head, you're always like, Dan, UConn still has a chance. Even though they're not at full strength, Um. I don't know if you guys ever seen Ozzy Foot play, but she's also amazing. So hard to beat her. What was uh, that name? Ozzy Foot A-Z-Z-I F-U-D. Ozzy Foot. She's really good. Nice. And who did she play for? Ugon. All
0: right. I'm gonna make sure to use your picture in the episode lead up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, we're checking on. Um I wish was still in there but I think I think Oregon did Oregon think, get bounced I think they did
0: hey so the theme for Nora's birthday party is one lucky ducky right right did I get tricked by an Oregon fan into making the first birthday party theme a duck theme nope. but the baby knows the word duck it's like her third word right yeah and she knows what a duck looks like, and she says duck. And it's but and I'll tell so you, this now.
1: you do not have a Trojans fan anymore. <laughs> ah, damn it!
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, I see it now.
1: Uh, I made hey. the
0: invite. I made the invite. I put that whole thing together. <laughs> oh, fooled by a Ducks fans. Okay, okay, I see you guys. I'm gonna wear am a junior Seattle jersey to the party.
1: <laughs> it's cool. I'll wear a Mariota jersey. Go ducks.
0: <laughs> no bro, we walked out of uh, we walked out of Washington Square Mall and the Oregon Ducks store uh, was on the oh. way out by Dick's and Marcus Mariota's picture was like right by the entrance exit where I ran in there. I was like, take a picture. All right, let's get the fuck out of here, <laughs> stupid store. It's all green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fight on! Uh, yeah, uh, best of luck to Alyssa Peely and the Utah Utes uh, women's basketball team. Sure. Uh, it's going to be a big one. Uh, who is? It? Well, sorry, what? Sorry, was the center's name uh, for LSU? Angel Reese. Angel Reese. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna have to check that out um, and see how that next game goes, this, that's going to be big. I'm definitely going to be watching that
1: matchup. LSU also is has been ranked, I think, ahead of uh, uh, Utah most of the year. So, yeah. interesting. Them as a team is, is pretty good. They
0: must have slipped, like, right at the end then to get ranked behind Utah. I think Utah's the two in that region, and then LSU's the three. But, uh, yeah, go Utes in uh, this specific case, not in football. Speaking of football, uh, Isaac Selmalo, former Eagles guard, is now signing a three-year, $24 million contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers to help shore up the interior offensive line. Um, $8 million for a guard, that's not backup money, right?
1: He's not a backup. <laughs> right.
0: So that Because I was reading something that said uh, James Daniel starts on the right or started on the right for uh, Pittsburgh. And then some other younger guy, I think, is their left guard. Um, and then Selmalo could take either of those spots. But they weren't sure who was going to have to give up their spot for him. But I was thinking, like, you don't sign big-time free agents to <laughs> come in and be the backup. No, um, I, no, al- no. I also heard somebody say or somebody commented that he would be the Steelers' new center. Ooh. Um, I'm not, I, I probably should have looked up who the Steelers' current center is, but.
1: You no, know, I haven't even, I don't even know if he played center in, in college. Not that it matters. I mean, I mean, but it does really, really help if you play. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, yeah. he's been playing guard the whole time he's been in the NFL. He, he probably does have the skill set, but I mean, Wow.
0: I think he played left guard initially, and then uh, these last couple of seasons, um, or at least this last one, he's been, he was the right guard. Um, and then went to the Super Bowl. Damn.
1: Yeah, he's been really good. I mean, the only knock that you probably have on him is uh, he has had some, I think, two really serious injuries that have kept him out like of, a really good amount of games. Yeah. But as either guard spot, that's a big get for Pittsburgh. And I think uh, – Pittsburgh's one of those teams for us as Polynesians. It's like, it's your rite of passage. You're really a
0: Polynesian player now
1: because you play for Pittsburgh.
0: Because you play for Troy's team.
1: <laughs> right. Not, not, yeah, you're, you're one in the same with Troy now. You're you're part of the Troy Polamon legacy. You know how,
0: how they say the Cowboys are America's team? Right, right. Are
1: the Steelers American Samoa's team? You know, after Troy winter, I would honestly say it used to be either San Francisco because of uh the Polynesian um road that led to San Francisco mm-hmm. uh they had Jesse Sapo oh yeah he was there for a long time um and people you know it's the West Coast so yeah. people really uh love San Francisco like you when you people move from Samoa to California it was really recognizable it as it was something that you could like I guess identify be a part with, of yeah, yeah, you can identify with, with your first time being for sure in the States. So they were one. Of course, uh there was a lot of San Diego fans after Junior Shao was drafted out of USC mm-hmm. uh to San Diego. I know there was a few um Kansas City fans, sorry folks. Kansas City fans dance at El Mool, yep. Uh so, if you're yeah, if you're a little older, uh down said But Dallas also was a very big um team for a lot of Polynesians. Dallas? They had yeah, Mart Uh there was a lot of Dallas fans uh growing up in the Time Man, was Mart like one of the
0: first Islanders?
1: Or I know he for... was he was one of the best islanders. I know that. He yeah. was good. He was good and a giant of a man. What did he play? Guard or tackle? Guard or tackle. But he, he he was really good. He was on all those uh, Dallas Cowboy uh, championship teams. You know? Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, the the 90s? The
0: three in the – Yeah. Wait, how many yeah. do they
1: have? Three?
0: Three. Oh, okay, those three. Troy Aikman, yeah, Emmitt
1: Smith, he, he, Yeah. Corbin, yeah.
0: yeah. Was, Jimmy I mean, Johnson.
1: One of my best friends, shout out Jeff Edison. He was a – I don't even know if he was a Cowboys fan, but I remember he had a Cowboys jersey that I loved. And, you know I mean? <laughs> I was a Raiders fan, too. But as a kid, I was like, oh, that's a nice jersey. I'm going to try to wear it. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that's looking kind of smooth. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there's some Dallas fans out there. But I think just, um, man, just the way Troy carried himself on the field, uh, the way he carried him, sorry, the way he played on the field and the way he carried himself off was just something about him. I mean, even if you really, really didn't like uh, Pittsburgh, you still cheered for a Troy Polamalu. Like, you really want, like, on the under, if you were a mm. uh, Polynesian, you are like, man, I hope they win because I hope Troy wins. <laughs> Unless they are yeah, playing I the team. On.
0: I mean, I don't think that even only applies just to Islanders. I think that that same sentiment expands out. Even if you didn't like the Steelers, you still oh, yeah. respected Troy, Troy, Troy Polamalu. Malu. Yeah. Like, yeah. and loved the way he played and the way, um, you know, he conducted himself off the field. Yeah, but not only that, you saw how his teammates like really loved him and were about him and like always had his back and I mean, I don't I don't know if that was just because, you know, he's the defensive captain and um or or you know. I think he, he just... said he said in his Hall of Fame like one of those talks before the Hall of Fame that Uh, he didn't ever thought he was like the best player on the team or even the leader of the the defense. He thought it was other guys, but um, he just thought that they wanted him, you know, this was like, we choose you to, to be the face of of the defense, but uh, like they really like, you can tell when your teammates really fuck with you and when they don't and when they don't. And yeah, Troy Polamalu, you know, how hard he played—he definitely got a lot of respect for that, and just you know, being a good teammate and a good person. I, I think person. I've never met Troy, um, but you know, just from watching from afar for years, and uh, the foundations, the work he does uh, for his family, for his community, for his culture—it uh, right. seems like good stuff. Definitely an example I would suggest. No, uh, at, I recommend.
1: anytime he was in Samoa, man, he, he really. Mm-hmm. just oh. really tried to be with the people. Like, and then when he – um, a couple of times we met him because if he was there and we had, like, national team stuff or Olympic committee, he would always want to be involved. And uh, I know he came over – he scrimmaged with the, the men's team once when I was helping with them. I know he came back over when we left in 2015 for the South Pacific Games. Um, they came over yes. again, and they played – uh, the women, we didn't have too many other women to scrimmage against in Samoa. So, him and the guys from the foundation came, uh, and the women got to play. It was him. It was him, Ryan Clark. I, I forgot the other end. But, yeah, there's a bunch of other guys. But he was really cool. Like, And then you saw him just recently um, when um, Manu Samoa was in L.A. Was it LA or Las Vegas? I think it was Vegas. This last tournament they were in the uh, states for. Mm-hmm. Um, they had them. Over,
0: they had the team over to their house.
1: I, yeah, and I think he took them out to dinner. He just he did a lot of things for them while they were there. You know, he didn't have to. He just found out they were there, and was, you know, what I mean, we're not not involved with the team or anything like that. They didn't contact him either. He just found out that they were out there and wanted to be involved and help them out while they were out there. So, I mean, that's. That doesn't make you a really great person, but, I mean, that's who he is. That's why he's a great person because that's truly who he is.
0: And, yeah. So so after Troy started playing for the Steelers, that's when a bunch of ones you're saying, jumped on the bandwagon.
1: I personally think so. I personally <laughs> think so.
0: I personally think so. When they were making those Super Bowls.
1: Right. I mean that you'll meet some like older some women, like some uh, old school, some OG some ones who I mean Joe or, Green. Uh, right. Part of that, like that era. Like, like, yeah. yeah. I respect that. I mean that's what they like back then. And the like, defense. I'm down for like a good Yeah, they're defense. gritty. Yeah. They they're tough defense. Um the game has changed. I don't know if there's any more defenses around like that. There's really good defenses, but I don't think there's any more kick-your-ass defenses out there like there were back in the days like that. Yeah, there's, just there's no the more changes. Yeah, there's
0: a lot less hospitalizations. <laughs> <nowadays>. <laughs> Which is a good thing. Which is a good for thing. sure, for sure. I mean, you get the people that complain about the concussion spotters and whether they're too quick to pull somebody. Right. Uh, or they're not quick enough to, uh, uh, to pull somebody. Yeah, Um, but ultimately the game is safer now than it was, you know, when it started or at the peak of its physicality. I'd say like when people had to tape up like broken fingers, I mean, I'm sure they still do that kind of, especially in the trenches. But
1: man, we're speaking about that. So I know, you know, you know, boom. Yeah, Mahuka. Uh, <laughs> so this is the great he was on my high school football coach, and uh, <laughs> this fool had, I don't know if it's his left or his right pinky, but he can bend it to where it touches oh, his wrist. Oh, my God. So, he was playing for UH one year, and he broke his finger. Running so back. Cast, right. He was a running back. He came out. They casted it. He went back in. He couldn't play right. He asked him to take it off. He played the rest of the game without the cast, and for that reason, that finger never healed the right way, and... I remember the first day of practice. We were talking, getting to know him, and after practice, everybody was putting equipment away. And we uh, were just hanging around waiting for our cards, so he hung out with us and goes, hey, you want to see something? And <laughs> I was like, what? Hey, Dude. you guys want to see something? <laughs> what? Right, you see something. Well Right, check out my pinky. go yeah.
0: well, all the way back, off, all the way. <laughs> I
1: was like, okay. Well, great. Uh,
0: boom was our... Uh... Boom, Clayton Mahuka the third, was it the third or is that is that? Um, he was a like a assistant football coach, but he was a head baseball coach for Tafuna when I was there. Okay. Um, I don't know what the record was. I was kind of a bench player uh, for baseball and basketball. <clears throat> football, you need a lot more people, so I was I was out right. there. Oh, I- um, I think he could tell that like I wasn't a workout warrior but I could tell that this coach was all about the gym, right? So the longest conversation I had with Boom was asking him about sit-ups and like how exactly they work and what the core does for your body. And he went off for like six minutes about how the core muscles really are like the basis of everything and they help, you know, Bring everything together, and you really have to stretch these out, but make sure you're getting enough oxygen through the bloodstream. So you want to breathe while you're doing these calisthenics. You want to make sure you crunch and hold, and then release back. Crunch and hold, and then release back. And yeah, that was the longest I got to talk to Boom.
1: I mean, okay, hey, since we're talking very boom, intense, I, I, yes, since we're talking about Boom runner, we also have to mention wasn't just a football player. He was at one time also the fastest man in Hawaii. Uh, what? Yeah, because he was also a track star, uh, but they have a race that they have that, which you hold the claim to the fastest man in Hawaii, and he won it one year, uh, or maybe two, but he was. Yeah. Uh, also, I have to mention that he is from Nanakuli, because if he knew that we were talking about him, I'm pretty sure he'd want me to mention that, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Nanakuli. Uh, he's done a lot for a lot of kids in American Samoa. Since we're I'm gonna have to put that yeah. out there too. He's been a big help to a lot of kids, football, baseball, and even off the field. Uh guy has a big heart and American Samoa was lucky that he migrated back home with his wife, who's also amazing as well. Uh had a whole bunch of kids and uh the Mahookas are a really big part of American Samoa. So yeah. great family, great family. Shout
0: out Coach Boom.
1: Right. And I mean uh Isaac signed with uh Pittsburgh. Uh Jordan Poyer stayed with uh Buffalo. I really thought he was I thought he was leaving. Right. I thought he was gone. Rick uh, thought he was leaving too. Rick McGelfish, yeah, Bills yeah. fan.
0: He was like, Oh, I, I, I really thought here.
1: he was gone, but um it, I know the Bills are thankful because he's still even at his age and still with some of his uh injuries, he's still I think top five safeties in the league. Um nice. he stayed juju with the Patriots. Last Juju Smith-Schuster,
0: three but years, I, thirty-three million dollars to sign get your with money. the
1: New England Patriots. Go get your money. Which is funny because Jacoby almost got the same deal uh in uh, Las Vegas, and they weren't willing to give that to him in in New England. <laughs> in New England, but okay, but also, so you
0: like, I would have accepted that same deal to stay with Kansas City. So right. Kansas City no, did no. not offer yeah, him a the multi.
1: I don't know if they were giving him a, a multi, not just the money-wise. I don't know if they were really offering him a long-term deal. Right. Which, yeah. So, but I I imagine it was the money and Juju had to, he got his ring there. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's not like it was, it's, uh, again, nothing, nothing personal to my man, but uh, but it's the running backs that, <laughs> that signed with them that played for the Chargers. Uh who that's right up? Kansas City that was on their team.
0: Uh Melvin Gordon. Melvin, Melvin Gordon. He wasn't
1: Melvin Gordon. And Melvin Gordon said to himself, bro, I didn't do nothing. I just rode the bench and got this free. Uh Juju wasn't that. He was, I mean, not didn't have the greatest season, but you saw him in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Seven catches, big catches too, not not. And then he drew Second the uh, sorry, 50 the 50, 50. game-winning holding call. <laughs> he drew the game-winning holding call. Yep. So he was a big part of the team. It's not like he was there just to you. You can be make the, the
0: argument that he won the Chiefs the Super Bowl. Right. Right. That's Both I'm. Sh- that's what I'm sure the Patriots are paying for. Right. Is a Super Bowl performance that they think well, they he- can get like every.
1: Again, he's one of those guys that doesn't mind going across the middle. Like, he'll make that catch. Yeah. And I'm sure he it's not like in his head like, oh, I'm not going to get hurt or no one can hurt me. No, he knows the risk. But that's his game. Even when, like, he was in Pittsburgh. Like, uh, I'm just thinking about – I don't know if he's a true number one. Uh, I don't know if he's – like, I think he needs someone to thrive. Yeah, a true number one, so that he I can agree. be the number two and just be great. You
0: know, that's what we've seen in his career so far. Is he, he's done his best work uh, when lined across from Antonio Brown uh, or Travis Kelsey, right? So, so
1: yeah, I, I mean, totally
0: agree with that. Having a yeah. number one or a, or a bigger someone that takes away a lot more defensive uh, attention, <clears throat> excuse me, definitely frees up someone like Juju, who's not just, you know, okay, if the safety rolls the other way, then I, I'll be open on a streak down this sideline. Right. Right. Juju, like you said, is also willing to play a lot more of the field, to go over the middle, to go right. high over the middle, where, yeah. you know, a bunch of really fast guys might be running straight to you if you're waiting for a duck. Right, Like, right. if it's a lob that gets underthrown, you better start <laughs> be ready for a hit. Right. But Juju definitely has shown that, you know, it's, it's no thing to him to to take it over the middle and possibly yeah. take a lot of contact.
1: And then I'm going uh, to not mention um, our guy, uh, Marcus Mariota siding with the Eagles, which is, wow, that might be good for him because that system that they put in place for uh, mm-hmm. Jalen is probably going to work the same for him. You know, uh, he might be a Definitely. better, yeah, he might be a better thrower though than um Jalen, but as mm-hmm. running as a, as a runner, they're they're gonna be really good together. So
0: yeah, uh, and who'd they have as their backup last year? Gardner Minshew. Minshew. Yeah, I think gone. Marcus is yeah uh better than Minshew. An definitely. improvement in both passing and running yes. over Minshew. So you definitely upgraded your backup quarterback spot. Um in case anything happens to Jalen Hurts again because he was out for a couple games at the end of the season and then huh. had to get it back together before the playoffs. But now if you have uh, Marcus Mariota starting one of those games, you probably win and don't have to play Jalen Hurts in week 18.
1: Right, and, and you don't have to you change your up. system. Yeah, system, yeah, your, your, exactly. your system stays the same now. You don't have to scheme for your backup quarterback if, God forbid, Jalen gets hurt. Now you don't have to scheme so much to, be like, or change your scheme, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. for your backup. Um so, it, yeah.
0: It's going to be more pressure, I think, for Jalen Hurts because he just lost his right guard to the he, other Pennsylvania team.
1: He, he lost his right guard, and then he lost his safety. Uh My his safety side – no. Oh, Gardner uh, Johnson. Gardner. I mean, they did lose their other safety to the Raiders, uh, right. which I'm happy because only thing I'm worried about with that real quick before because it's not important right now, but is that he's almost the same safety <laughs> as – He's almost the same safety as, um, Jonathan Abrams. They almost do the same thing, but I think my Epps is a little, maybe just a tad better in um, coverage. Coverage, but they both play really good at the line, and they're both really good at smacking people. Nice. So, but uh, yeah, Gardner Johnson signed with the uh, Detroit. So it's gonna be what? tough. But which is funny because Darius Slay ended up. Um, not getting released and re-signing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was would've...
0: surprising to me that, that they that that I, I they I were going to let, let him go
1: right because they are, well not really because he's the older one because they had already signed Bradbury oh. they re-signed Bradbury and I thought they were going to re-sign Johnson and that would have been really oh. good for, but so I thought they big ended... play
0: Slay was their one but you're was he there a cb1 and he's just no, he, getting old he, no he
1: was i think he's just getting older and oh. i think if the, if like i think as a, from a from a business standpoint you're going to want to get younger now because the adage that people have that's like oh well, if you guys had a team that went to the super bowl last year why would you change things because everybody else is about to get better too yeah they are probably about to get younger And if you want to stay consistently going to these playoff games or championships or Super Bowls, well, you're also going to have to get younger. And nothing against Darius because that guy is probably still top five right now in the league. Um, And re-signing him is going to be big for because they kept their two corners and the one safety. So you know, I mean, I mean, sorry, none of the safeties. Uh But uh, they kept the two corners. Lost a lot of people. They did, but they also bunch of their players went and got their bag. Yeah, they kept they kept a lot of key guys. Uh, uh I was talking, someone was also telling me that about how they kept uh Jason Kelsey, which is good for them. And I think he's there's no other team in the league I think that benefits more with him staying in the league instead of retiring. He's still he knows the system. He's gonna be able to teach whoever comes in new, uh playing the guards positions. Uh, and they probably won't miss too much of a beat because he'll be there to um to run the line for them. Not to say that Selmalo wasn't a big loss, but having Kelsey there to helps with that loss. Yeah, it helps a lot. And they, I, they still got their tackle, so
0: I was reading that uh Selmaloo never got any credit for the uh the line checks that he would do because Jason right. Kelsey's such a good center and he's super aware and he does a lot of stuff at the line.
1: Yeah. But
0: apparently any after Kelsey did the early checks and like looked around and found the middle linebacker or whatever, as soon as he got ready to hike the ball, as soon as he like got set, then Isaac would take over and if any shifts happened, then he would call it out between the time mm-hmm. that Kelsey was getting ready to hike and when he snapped the ball. So, some of the some of the people on Twitter were saying that Selma so Lowe never got the credit, and he's actually a lot better uh, even than, you know, he was one of the top free agents. Um, right. But he's even better than people think he is, and I, Pittsburgh only, just got a seal.
1: The only reason he doesn't get the, the ranking or the recognition, I think, from people is because of the injuries. But, yeah, like, like people are saying, he's really, really good. I would have liked to see him go more to a contender. I don't know if people had that money to pay him. Because, yeah, uh, I don't know if Pittsburgh is as far along uh, into being a contender right now as I wanted. Like, uh, Salmoalo so to go somewhere where they're like kind of ready to win. You, you don't think the Steelers are ready to win this year? Oh, uh, I they've mean, been unless, itching to win. Well, yeah, Well, they've been itching to win. It's not the <laughs> doesn't mean they're ready to win.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're so ready.
1: Oh yeah, Pickett's going to throw all these touchdowns. Yay. Hey, you don't
0: know, you don't believe in the Pickett to Pickens connection? No, I, I believe in
1: Pickens. I, believe, I in Pickens. believe in GP. Yes.
0: For yes. sure. That guy has already made some crazy catches just in his rookie season. I mean, I follow uh, Steelers
1: U on Instagram. They oh. See all they, shit. he was he's the reason they were uh they felt comfortable trading away um
0: to the Bears Well, I think it's
1: going to be amazing for the Bears.
0: Um, oh, yeah. Now that yeah. he's with Darnell Mooney and
1: DJ right. Moore. DJ Moore. So it's going to be crazy. Before we move on, um, also, Daniel McWally signed a really nice contract That's with cool. the pictures and extended. So it's straight from American Samoa, man. So i love to see it. And anytime he's with Frankie and we get to see how hi to him, he's such a great kid. He's, he's nice. super cool, man. Yeah, Daniel Equality, hes super great kid, man. Super great kid, super great guy. Sorry, he's not a kid no more. He's a grown man. What's as, cool? uh Polytech.
0: Ooh, call You here, my pussy. Yeah,
1: Meow. yeah, like so all the, the shag <laughs> <laughs> The
0: Wildcats, really nice. Yes, newly yes. Voc- technical. What is it? Vocational technical? Vocational, yeah. He's
1: also uh, oh, tech. I think he's a beaver.
0: Oh, I can see that. Yep. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Buster Soul knows him too. Um Yeah. Hey, so we got Daniel Equale, Juju Smith Schuster, Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick
1: Bourne. All on the Patriots right now. There's one more.
0: <gasps> oh, Jelani
1: Tavai. Jelani Tavai. Yeah, bro.
0: Bill Belichick <laughs> knows about the Polynesian pipe, right? You know, what I'm saying? which is cool
1: because, which is cool because, like, uh, I think uh, Isaac and Jelani, I think they hang out like in the off field. So, I mean, that's dope. Oh, nice. like these guys, I, I've seen it. Yeah, they're they're all really good friends. Uh, sorry, yeah. Daniel Quali yeah. went to Washington State. I am wrong. Uh, I am wrong. He's a Cougar. He's a well, Cougar. Zero. He went, he went from being a little uh, kitty cat to a big cougar. <laughs> <laughs> he is a wazoo player. I am sorry. That's why him and Frankie are also very close. I am sorry. I am sorry. Uh, speaking speaking of the Panthers, Oof. they're making some moves, man. They're making Bro. some moves. I like some of the moves they're making.
0: Um, they just signed Adam Thielen, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders. They traded like, for the number one overall pick. Right. Um
1: They also picked up a quarterback. Yeah, some it's a it's a small signing, but yeah. like uh um, like not Andy Dalton, was it? Who signed it, with the was, Colts? Like, it is, it is. Who signed with the is, Colts? Uh, I don't know, but I know they released uh <laughs> They released Matt Ryan? <laughs> they released Matt Ryan. <laughs> Sad to Yeah, because you think Matt Ryan should retire? I think he should. You know what? I don't think he should. I think if he retires, that'd be cool. That would probably be the next move. But I also think he'd be a really good veteran presence on somebody's bench. I I feel like now when
0: I see backup quarterbacks, they're usually uh, they're not so much journeyman starters; they're journeyman backups, right? Like your Jacoby Brissett's. Or Ryan Fitzpatrick types like that's, you know, the team was supposed to be his, but he got hurt or he was filling in for someone that got hurt and then lost the job when they came back. <clears throat> um,
1: Yeah, definitely lost the train of thought there. I mean, if we're talking also about like genuine quarterbacks and we were talking about the Colts, uh, Minshew is the one who signed the Colts.
0: Okay, Gardner Minshew left the Eagles to go to the Colts.
1: Yeah, and, and then, Sam Darnold left the Panthers to sign with San Francisco, the Niners. Yes,
0: the Niners have Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, and Brock Purdy. Which so this
1: is um they're not too sure when um, Lance is going to be fully ready. So, and as well as Brock Purdy who had surgery. So, Sam Darnold is a serviceable starter in the NFL, which is I think is a really good signing for them because he's either going to be able to start for them, and they're going to pretty. They have a really good running game, you know what I mean? So um I think having him there, he won't have to do too much. And it reunites him with um with McCaffrey. So that'll be cool. But I think he's <laughs> Somebody, I,
0: think I think it was I think it was Mike. It was like <laughs> Christian McCaffrey's like, bro, what the fuck are you keep following me over here for? <laughs>
1: ah, that's funny. Bro, what the uh, hell? I left you, what you in Carolina right. across the what country. Are, what are you doing? I'm like, bro, that's why I left. Well, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't as fun when you left, bro. Come on. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of turnover right now in the field, But I think the Panthers true. are making I think they're they they're wanting to win. They resigned Shaq Thompson as well, um, securing that oh, defense. What? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Shaq Thompson's a linebacker, right? Yeah. Is Brian Burns a D end or an outside linebacker? Uh, D end. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say if they had if Burns was a linebacker and they had Burns, Shaq Thompson, and Frankie Luvu, that's a crazy linebacker core. But
1: right, yeah. Brian Burns because because they the run edge. a four three, right? <laughs> me. They're running a four three at the moment, so the alignment is would have Brian Burns at defensive end, but he's also I think he played in the three four in college. So coming out of college, I think uh, a lot of people had him as uh a...
0: outside linebacker?
1: Yeah. Outside linebacker. But... I mean,
0: whatever he's doing right now, whatever position they got him lined up at, he's, he's doing
1: great. It's a really great position. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie's, you know, Frankie's doing great. Oh, he's man. Right now he's in uh Arizona with a couple other players, uh, which includes Daniel and and they're working their asses off. If you follow oh, Frank, yeah. if you follow Daniel, and watch all the work they're putting in. You should be really excited if you're a fan nice. of either those two players or Carolina and New England because those guys are going hard right now to be better.
0: Where are they um, at in Arizona?
1: I think Dox they're in Scottsdale.
0: No, not <laughs>
1: right. I think What's their hotel? I think they're in Scottsdale. That uh, work getting in that work, getting in that work. Uh, and for you younger followers that um, are listening. Those two are really good examples of guys who are coming into the league. And even though their success is growing now in their third or fourth year right now, they're not stopping at putting in the work to get better. They know there's every offseason, they know there's work they can do that will get them to the next plateau of where they should be in their their career, their playing career, you know. So, yeah. Uh, If you're from American Samoa, you know these guys personally. These are two really great guys to look up to.
0: Nice, definitely uh, give them a follow. I think we follow all of them on um, Instagram. Sure do. Let's see what else do we have. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, okay, before we <laughs> before we do shoutouts, right? <laughs> Listen, look, he said it himself. Donald Trump is going to be arrested on March twenty first. Mm-hmm. Uh. He also asked for a bunch of people to protest to take the country back. Chill out.
1: <laughs> uh, please don't fight for this man. Please do not. <laughs> if you support them, I, I get it, man. You know what I mean? People, that's the great thing about America. You're allowed to have your own beliefs, you know, mm-hmm. and and your yeah, freedom of speech, all that stuff. That's that's why uh America is is that's why you live out here, you know. But <laughs> But don't do not push it. Do, Please do, do not, not
0: show up to your state capitol tomorrow <laughs> or
1: and try to protest like I mean
0: man. We were we were talking about this earlier, right? Of the things that Trump has led people to do, mainly trying to stop an election, um, and told them that it was uh, you know, a fake election or it got overturned or you know, a bunch of dead people are voting, like most of that has been disproven if not all of it uh, so just take your L go to jail, oh but this is the thing right, they're not getting him for like treason or anything against the country Nope. they're getting him for uh, campaign finance violations allegedly 130 160 100,000 plus dollars uh was paid to uh, an adult actress named Stormy Daniels who who's claims, probably been in,
1: he's who's probably been in the news way more than she should have ever been
0: I think I knew Stormy Daniels before this I'm sure you did <laughs> I I think I recognize that name <laughs> But yeah, you, you've definitely heard the name now. Uh, she says they were having an affair. Trump says, absolutely ridiculous. Not my type. She's not a Christian good Christian woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so apparently, uh, the Manhattan DA has talked about him getting arrested. The Secret Service has been informed. Because uh, the Secret Service uh, still protects former presidents, so they do. Trump has do. his own, you know, Secret Service uh, team, uh, and the DA or the law enforcement agency has talked to the Secret Service about how this arrest is going to happen, uh, certain security measures in case any of Trump's hardcore uh, followers. Also, I don't. I don't think if you voted for Trump, you're a Trumper. I think if you If you didn't go to Washington, D.C. on January 6th, you're not a real one. Sit down, okay? Um, No, that's (laughs) – yeah, so of the the things he did, that's – we're going to see what happens when this arrest goes down. Do you think Donald John Trump is going to spend any time in jail?
1: I do not. I do not. Of course not. I do not. <laughs> not
0: because I don't think he's not guilty of a lot of things.
1: Oh, he's guilty as fuck. But
0: <laughs> it's just not the way America rolls, right? Not especially really. now when he's got half of the like uh, legislative body in Congress and senators like trying to stick up for him and mess with the investigative process or or whatnot. It's just, it seems like he's too well-rooted. and I don't know, like some people try to jump on to get their star shiny and, you know, are still trying to cling on. Like he's their their ticket to greener pastures if he comes back and becomes the president again. But one, I don't think that's going to happen.
1: (laughs) Bring it doesn't
0: yeah just not divisiveness man like I don't I definitely don't think we need that in this country we actually need to like a lot more just unifying things and really just going out and I don't know (laughs) reconnecting the country for us I get these Mm. people talking it's like remember you might be different political parties but you're still American you still are human beings in this country, trying to take care of your families. Like, if you think about it for ten seconds, there's more you have in common with you know these people that you don't want to talk to or you think are idiots or yeah,
1: you I, I
0: to ha- get the wrong information, etc.
1: So. <laughs> I had these dudes in the bar the other day. Um, Saturday night. Sorry, uh, this past Saturday night, uh, two dudes came in, uh, older white gentlemen. Um, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just stating, I'm just stating, could have been older than or younger than, uh, like forty eight, maybe, or like, yeah, a little older than me. So, um, but they walked in. Again, this is this is my part. They they walked in pretty privileged. They walked in. They were like, get a table. I was like, sure. There's a bunch. She can sit down. <laughs> you know. I said, can I see your IDs? And they were like, why do you need to see our ID? I was like, because this is a bar and I can't let anybody in here under 21. And they were like, "What? don't we look older than 21? It's like, yes, you do. Can I see your IDs? I'm not going to stand here and argue with you. You're not going to show me your ID? That's fine. But I'm not going to be like, well, I need to see- Yeah, no back and forth. If you don't mm-hmm. want to show me your ID, fine. So they were just looking at me. And I was looking at them, finally gave me their IDs. I was like, cool. If they came in on scooters, there's a window by my door. They parked their scooters in front there. Um, I didn't know if they were going to sit in front of that window, but they ended up sitting in front of that window anyway. They were like, hey, so, like, can you keep an eye on our scooters? Because we're not allowed to bring them in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, so one thing is like, you scooter valet? Sounds like a personal problem that you can't bring them in. Because at what restaurant or bar or anything like that would you, they allow you to bring your two big ass scooters in? You walk in
0: McDonald's you? with your fucking you rental scooter?
1: Right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, yeah. Well, no, sorry, because I have your responsibilities in here, and they're like, so even if we tip you, I was like, even more insulted now because you think I'm like over here not gonna watch it because you're not gonna give me money. No, it's, that's just stupid. Aren't One you night. a
0: broke ass service industry person? You don't like yes. tips.
1: That's it, exactly what. That's how you did. live. I was like, bro, look, here's your IDs get your drink and sit wherever you want to sit. If you come back and your scooters are gone, I'm sorry. And they just looked at me. All right, cool. They calm down towards the end of the night, but mm-hmm. as they were leaving, they get up, and the first thing, they're on the way out. They say, well, thanks for having us tonight. Shook my hand. woo Nice. The dude out going out, though, stops and goes, is America not the greatest country in the world? <laughs> and I was like, it could be. And he was like, oh, well, what other country would you rather live in? I said, my own country, American Samoa. He goes, you're from American Samoa. I was like, yeah. He goes, well, why aren't you there now? Because I came out here to spend time with my sisters, and you no, know, I just feel like it's cool to be out here right now. Damn, and my parents trying are, to, he's trying to get you. No, no, he was. Uh, I was like, yo, so yeah, my parents are here now. So um, I mean, I can always go back home, but right now, everything that I want is out here. So America is the greatest country in the world. I was like. I mean, it can be. We were talking like this for like a good 10 minutes. Before that. Jesus, non-hostile, uh. to, Non-hostile, to. They were like, no, I get what you're saying, which is cool. I don't know if they believe, or I don't know if they were being truthful about how, but it was a good conversation. It wasn't like they weren't coming at me and trying to force it. They were trying to prove their point. But it was like, well, what other country do you, uh, would you rather live in? I was like, other than my own? None. That's why I'm here. You're right. I, can, I see what you're saying. What other country would you want to live in? What other Countries give you the, the freedoms and the liberties that you have here in America. But it's not that it's not as great as you think it is. It could be. It could be great. It's not as great as some of these people think it is. Right. And I mean, and I wasn't trying to be argumentative with you because it was a good conversation. But what I could have said was like, it might have been good for your people, but it's not good for the people who were originally here in America.
0: <laughs> yeah, for real. Right?
1: <laughs> who who the people that came over and stole the land from? It is definitely not great for a lot of the tribes that are still here. So, and he was just like, well, I see where you're you're coming from, young man. I was like, well, I appreciate that. And they left, but you know what I mean? And and that's, that's the thing about a lot of these people who support Trump. He's got them believing that at one point, this country was such a great country that, yeah, I mean, all these other countries you probably don't want to live in, but that's because we've grown to, uh, to be accustomed to the things in America. And if we move to another country, of course it's going to be so foreign to us that it's like, but it's not, it's not the fact that America is so great that um, we don't leave. Because yes, for us who are Americans, America, we fit America. It's great for us. It wouldn't be great for us in another country. (laughs)
0: You know, I think about that a lot, moving to another country. Like, And exactly what you said, we're so accustomed to living here, our ways, our customs. Even though we're different cultures and stuff, we're still, you know, American. We get it. Um, And moving to another country would be difficult. Definitely foreign. Like you got to rebuild everything. If you don't have a job, you got to look for a job. You might have to speak another language, right? Um. Uh. Yeah, but pretending like America's the greatest country in the world, you know, for anything. So uh, like is ignoring the stats. Like yeah. what 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 do you think makes greatness like how much money you spend on the military every year? Like is that what makes a country great? Is it you know oppressing minorities into doing and building your country into doing you know work you find demeaning? Is that what makes a country great is gun deaths the leading cause of children? What makes America great? Like it's, there's definitely a lot of reasons to move. And I would could argue that there are just as many reasons. Um, just the way we've kind of grown, what we've grown into as a country and just like kind of let businesses and take over you know, and, and treated money more important than the land or the water or the kids or the education, right. like money is number one. So if you want money, America's the greatest country. Cause you could really <laughs> figure out anything you want. And if it makes money, bro, that's a, a valuable uh, quote unquote legitimate, you know, business that you built from the ground up. Welcome to America. That's the dream. You did it. But it's well, also I mean, you're probably going to have to fuck some people over to become a super successful, uh, you know, quote unquote successful. Yeah,
1: uh, and it's probably person someone like that's that. been yes, that's probably someone that was either trying to help you or has been, be, you know, what I mean, um, has been behind your back pushing you the whole time. Those are mm. probably the the people that get screwed over the most. And if you want to take it any further and talk about America being a place where you can come and just make money. And it's the American dream. Well, here in Oregon, um, and I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but this is an example. Here in Oregon, they have a bill that's introduced that they want to give homeless people if you apply and are, um, what is the word? (laughs) If you apply and your application is accepted, you'll receive $1,000 a month. If you're homeless here in America. Yeah, man. And that's not even part of... Yeah. And that's not even like the welfare that you're getting, you know, EBT. That's aside from that. Now they're just like, you know what, well, we're going to give you $1,000 a month, every month, to see if that helps you get back on your feet. I would
0: be very interested to see that, like, the results of that. Like, if you're able to give people, you know, stuff they need to survive, if that's going to help or... If you're giving money to people that have addiction issues, if it eventually will lead to just like supplying them cash to to go and abuse. But so I mean, but that's another thing, like off top, you think about, oh, we're giving a thousand dollars to homeless people. They're just going to use it. They're just going to use it for drugs. Right.
1: That's right. Who live in a state where hard drugs have been decriminalized.
0: Yeah. So that, bro. I was so on for that not that i'm walking around with heroin or any drugs like that right but you think about the way it's framed that drug users being sent to jail only plugs up jails because it doesn't help the drug user like if you're addicted to drugs it doesn't really help you you might sober up for a couple days like i've seen like downtown district um drug addicts like get uh, like go to jail for a couple weeks. and come out looking a little different, acting different, uh, like less on drugs. Right. Because obviously right. they've detoxed for weeks and weeks or whatever it was, but, um, and then I've seen them go back right back to, soon. to, oh. to using, but that's, that's like a one person out of, you know, possibly, you know, many that are trying to get the help they need to to, you know get back on their feet but definitely that decriminalizing the hard drugs has led to an increase of hard drug usage and um, i think if and you look the, at the numbers
1: it'll also you'll see an increase in the homelessness in portland right because
0: you can come to this state specifically and um you know use drugs and not go to jail, because the penalty if you get caught with um, any of these hard drugs in any amount is you're you go to rehab. Like you're not supposed to go to jail, you either get fined and if you can't pay the fine you go to rehab. Um, unfortunately, the results haven't looked as great as I wanted them to, even though a lot of people have been helped. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, d- definitely we're dealing with uh, a point in that trajectory curve uh, where we are getting a lot of people using uh, hard drugs in public. Like, I work for the, the trains and, and buses, and yeah, we have people smoking on the buses and trains a lot. We have to stop them, it causes delays and stuff. It's definitely I mean,
1: yeah, something max- we need to
0: help figure out. <laughs>
1: the max stops right across from uh, the bar that I work at and I see it every night. There's dudes smoking ice getting, whether they're getting on or off that max they're they stop right there at the bus stop and they light up there. So, I mean, yeah, that's
0: out there where, I mean, definitely the, the resources and their professionals are, you know, trying to look at the situation and figure out what needs to be done. And on the mm-hmm. ground, it doesn't feel like it's happening fast enough, but Definitely trying different things, because I know what we've been, uh, what we had been doing before all this definitely wasn't, you know, going in the right direction. It felt like it was slipping, but trying new things and figuring out what works and uh, what doesn't and, you know, continuing to move on from there. But back to the topic that we was talking about. (laughs) about Yeah. Don't go hard for him, all right? Just, just kind of look at what's happened. Um, Check your news sources, (laughs) please, bro. I see people that are like, man, I don't even trust the mainstream media no more. I don't even look at that, and I'm like, you you don't. I get the the hesitancy, right, (laughs) to like believe anything that's shoved down your throat, especially when you have two sides like other news being saying right. totally different shit so right. now it's like well one of them's got to be wrong right and it's just like they're just reporting the news differently to to get you to watch like it's they just want they know what their people want to hear and that's kind of how it goes but yeah. to totally ignore any sort of news just because it's on tv or you know like oh they have ads so they're
1: beholden to their advertisers or the only the only news you shouldn't be following right now is uh, anything that comes out of barstool. Fuck those guys. Barstool. <laughs> Who's getting news from barstool? <laughs> no, uh, anything they put out. Oh my god, that dude. I just.
0: Oh poor joint. You talking about the president of barstool? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That fool should just be punching the
1: throat. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, he's
0: him. got a punchable face.
1: Every time you see him, just punch him in the throat. I don't care. Yes, I'm putting that in the world please don't get arrested
0: <laughs> if you go punch dave portnoy okay <laughs> do it quickly with a mask on no cameras, and run right,
1: yes yeah, <laughs> yeah this is like like that ride your bike asshole. real fast <laughs> right thank right. an asshole
0: yeah i don't i don't i also don't think trump's going to jail this year i don't i don't i hope i am i hope i'm wrong uh yeah, let's let's do shout
1: outs. Hey, Amen. Hey, Amen. Any shout <laughs> outs may. this week? Uh oh yeah, man. Shout out to uh, uh I know we've talked about Nora's birthday, but at the same time, my nephew and my niece, their birthdays are on the twenty third and the twenty fourth of this month. Um, shout out to my nephew Yava, who we call baby in the family, uh my niece Isabel. Um Shout out to you both. One's turning 21, the other 20. So those are big times in your life. Um, love to see it. Love to see it. These these guys are like so close to them. I know I'm a lot older, but um, being raised uh, around them or watching them being raised by some of the people who raised me, they're kind of, I'm, I'm their uncle, but it also sometimes I feel like I'm their sibling. So we're pretty close. Um, great kids. Great kids! So, happy birthday to you both, uh, Jos. <laughs> I told Noah I was gonna talk. Shout out to Noah. Sorry, Lance. We uh, we were talking last night. And we were talking about sports, and I told him I was gonna mention this because uh, it was too funny to me. But we also started started talking about spelling bee. And I was like, "Well, that's sports worthy. That's in in yeah, some, yeah, you know they show spelling like, Yeah, right." And we were talking about, it, and he said. He one on so won his class spelling bee and then got to go with the seventh and eighth graders, and he lost. And you asked him, "What what uh what word did you lose on?" And he said, "Chisel." I spelled it with the Z. And you were like, "Really, bro? Chisel? Chisel?" <laughs> C H I Z E L.
0: Chisel. He said, I can see He's, that for chisel, Dizzle.
1: But he said he said in the moment you were the first it was his first time feeling like really like disappointing somebody because you were like
0: no, <laughs>
1: no.
0: <laughs> I'm sure I was just joking. There's no way no. I was ever disappointed in anybody, <laughs> even if they spelled chisel with a Z <laughs> in an uh, island wide
1: Damn, I was the how one do, that said that. Yeah, he said, "How do you lose? How do you lose a spelling bee? Uh, a spelling bee on chisel? Oh no!"
0: Said his cousin who didn't make the spelling bee. Come on, don't <laughs> listen to me, bro. <laughs> but
1: shout out, to, shout out to Talano Smith oh, yeah. and uh, Winona. We went to the division concert last night. Hey. It was amazing, man. Live music, listening to people sing live is different. I mean,
0: nice.
1: yeah, he sounds the same, but I mean, the stuff that he can do live is great. So division was great last night. Shout out to Noah Winona, uh, uh, for letting me accompany them. Nice. Last night we had a really good time. Crystal um, Ballroom, where is that? Crystal Ballroom, uh, on Alberta? No, 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 Alberta on Burnside. It's in Burnside, around that area. Downtown uh, or? Yeah, downtown. It's. I mean, uh, yeah, that's pretty iconic for Portland, actually. That's Is tomorrow.
0: it by the freeway? Yeah. Not, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. seen a bunch
1: of like music acts on that marquee. Nice. Um. You really good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Uh. Wu Tang and Nas, I think they, they might be there in um July. So we should right. go do that.
0: You see these Drake and Twenty One Savage concert tickets. Prices.
1: Yeah, I'm not about to sell my car. No. I, mean, I mean, hey, Drake, you're cool. I love your music. I don't know, personally. I mean, but <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I will park outside the venue and listen to you <laughs> on my <drink>. <laughs> <laughs> Climate Pledge Arena. Right. September I mean, 10th. I mean, the only way I'm going to go to your concert is. Oh, no, August. Is, and I hate to say it because I know people already stereotype us, but I will not be security at your concert. <laughs> will you wear a
0: security shirt to get in? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, let's go.
1: <laughs> I'll, put out, I'll wear my vest and everything. Hey, yo. <laughs> Boy, where are the rest of my crew at?
0: Hey, yeah, you know, we'll all just walk in. The same security stuff. We'll, we'll all have flashlights. We'll have little, like, gadgets and gizmos. Look legit. <laughs> Somebody will be wearing glasses at night. Super legit, yeah. Super we're twenty one Savage Security.
1: Twenty one, twenty one. What's your twenty one? Twenty one.
0: Oh yeah, that's no. what we're gonna have to do. There's no way we're making no, no, yeah, no. Even the I nosebleeds, four, five hundred.
1: You're God. not. I mean, I get it, man. Because I mean, look at Beyonce's tickets. And that's what I'm his, saying.
0: So Drake is Drake in Seattle. August. Probably. Beyonce yeah. is in uh Seattle. September
1: I think those tickets are done already though see uh the Beyonce tickets are sold already
0: yeah I'm Sammy sure. was saying that Kentucky is has low uh ticket prices I was like oh, yeah you sh-.
1: know <laughs> you know that doesn't surprise me so much <laughs>
0: that's good right they're, I mean but that's the tickets are yeah. are able to be sold so high because they're selling out
1: yeah definitely like that's – definitely and just like, so like even the contract last night, like I, I, I bought my tickets on StubHub and it wasn't from the venue itself. It came from somebody who was reselling their tickets. And I think a lot of people right now are who are in that position are able to buy a whole bunch of tickets. I don't know if you're, if you're able to buy a whole bunch of tickets for to a Beyonce and Dre concert, then you don't need to be making money reselling tickets because mm-hmm. <laughs> you had the money to buy all those tickets. You're good. But I think that's what a lot of people do these days is, uh, they start buying tickets probably the cheaper ones and then start reselling them for i mean over right and especially
0: if the demand is
1: there and the
0: supply right. is low prices right. are going to shoot up and it yeah. you know you can flip these tickets but yeah hopefully and it's they, not just yeah. Ticketmaster or the bots like totally taking everything and actual fans right. aren't able to go to the show without paying
1: secondary right prices that's fucked I mean and and division isn't like uh an up-and-coming band They they they're, they've, they've got a really good following they're pretty they've had mm. some uh hit records and not just one so and they're on the OVO label um yeah. they're really good but the tickets uh general admission was $35 um so right. really good yeah and crystal ballroom it's a it's a smaller venue but it was packed it was filled it was really great show like uh, over capacity, you'd say? Nah, nah, no? Nah? nah, nah. Um, I mean, it was crowded <laughs> enough that. Okay, let me tell you this. There was a girl like crowded or we, not? Did you know somebody up. that works there? We, it was crowded. We showed up early, and there was already a line in the front. Like we showed up an hour early because you wanted to sit upstairs, and there was already girls that were lined up in the front of the stage. But I looked over and. I just, all I seen was, excuse me if you guys are listening, uh, ass. No, I was like, is she wearing anything? No, she was wearing a two tone, like, I don't know if it oh, was God. a dress or, but like, I mean, obviously you can see through it. I'm, and I was like, oh, well, okay. You're going to be very uncomfortable tonight because it's going to be crowded. And every time you slip through the crowd, there are perverts in this crowd. Uh, and man. it happens at every venue. Yeah. She, and I called it. She eventually got on stage when he called for people to come on stage. She was one of the girls that made our way on stage. But like, that's how crowded it was. Like if, if, if you were walking through the crowd, yeah, I know. I could have told this story without telling that story about that girl, but I was just, like, <laughs> it's part of the story. Girl, it's part of your story. Is that girl naked in the crowd? <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> It was funny because like I was talking about it and somehow it came up. We, uh, we were talking to some people that were next to us in, in in the crowd last night, and the dude from like three people over was like, "Oh, you saw that too?" <laughs> and then like six other people were like, "Oh yeah, we saw her like, too." Uh, I was like, "But well, yeah, um, it might have been a little bit over capacity, but it wasn't like crazy. It wasn't like crazy." And uh, the 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 venue's cool. Like, so you have, if you've never been in Crystal Ballroom, it's like a uh, there's no it's not no seating, general admission. So it's standing. They got two areas where one is like if you're under 21, and then a little pathway with the gates, and then right next to it, another big area. And it's a ballroom, It used to be a barroom, so barroom floor. Uh the other area has a bar in it. And then, you know, all the everybody above 21 could be up there. They also have um balcony seating. That's the only place you can get like actual seating, pay for tickets uh ballroom okay. seating upstairs they have a bar upstairs
0: so yeah. one of one of my first security jobs uh, i got put on a concert detail for joey badass at the wonder ballroom oh
1: nice
0: um yeah i i took my job super seriously right because i thought <laughs> that's what you had to do uh so like some like building person came up to me and was like hey there's people smoking in here can you tell them to stop I was like, cool, whatever. So I took like a, a water bottle and I just walked through the crowd. It was like half full. And if I got to someone who was smoking, I would just like put the water bottle in front of them and ask them to put their weed in <laughs> it. <laughs> and they were like, oh, for real? And I was like, yeah, please. <laughs> and then they were like, okay. And they would like put their weed out. And then I would walk on to the next smoke stack. And I'd be like, hey, can you put your weed out. And they would, you know. Just yeah. be like, oh, seriously? It's like, yeah, please. And they're like, oh, okay. But I was <laughs> like, for real, man? Yeah, please. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I walked through, bro. I filled that the rest of that water bottle up. Like, with the people's pre-rolls and shit. And then, like, halfway through the concert, Joey Badass was like, hey, if you got some weed, I need you to light it the
1: fuck up right now. <laughs> I
0: was like, wait, is this part of the show? I took, like... 20 joints away from these people Oh
1: man, he said oops
0: My bad, I looked at a bunch of people And then I started smoking years, like, years later And I was like, oh that's a weird thing to do To be like at a rap concert Taking the weed away <laughs> <laughs> As bro, I looked at the other uh, Security guards that I was sent there to work with And they were chilling, they were posted They were like, oh nah bro We're just here in case some shit pops off We're not here to clean up the weed Okay, I don't know what you're doing rookie but i was like all right well we'll figure it out uh shout out to uh marcus and sepha m over at the Polyticking podcast yeah uh, they just put out another episode make sure to go to listen to that um yeah shout out sepha he's got a new project coming through like already got a new album ready
1: i know man. Uh, so i always feel pod- like uh i'm not reaching my full potential when i see sepha doing something new if it, if it has to do with music or the clothing that he does his brand, mm-hmm. like I always feel like I'm underachieved because he's doing so much. I'm like, Man,
0: bro, yeah, loser.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's doing great. That's
0: a great example of what you can do when you you know put your head down and you just, you grind it out. Yeah,
1: it was it was the worst uh, <coughs> Saturday night because I I don't know if you guys follow me on Twitter, but I I tweeted about it. Bro, I was so high. Like I said, if you start asking yourself questions like where even am I? Who brought me here? Yo, and then I mean... bro, in all to those questions I was like, oh I see your ID. <laughs> I'm at work. <laughs> uh, and then I see the What am I even doing
0: out. here? People like, walking then, up to you with their IDs out?
1: <laughs> oh shit, I'm at work. I see someone posting about a new project and it's like get it you. <laughs> i <I'm> over- <laughs> tie off my ass and shit working this fool over here making like six albums before tomorrow hell yeah, yeah did, man
0: that's dope I already was, yeah. he said he was sick recently but he's about to get back in uh, oh. to the content and stuff but definitely i'm seeing more content from the polyticken podcast on the instagram yeah. um, it's good to I'll, see it's great see to you, see man, man. Yeah, uh, so definitely give them a listen and a follow. Shout out to the Emerald Perspective. We had Mike Fiso on uh, last episode. Yeah,
1: his bracket still holding. His uh, bro alma Mater Gonzaga still in. So good, good luck to you, Mike. Damn it, I went. From, <laughs> I went from like 11 eleventh,
0: like almost second to last, and the last person uh, was someone who didn't even fill out their bracket. So I was really like second to last. <laughs> Um, but mike reposted the the updated standings today and now i'm in 5th i so, seen that you know it's crazy i saw that yeah it's madness uh but oh yeah also shout out to the emerald perspective for putting the prize money up for that bracket challenge um that we're talking about right um and then shout out to Levassa island apparel
1: um, mm, man the, he's 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 man E rye and Boat out there, they're I mean bothered. they're out there doing a lot of stuff and they're with Petey mm-hmm. and a whole lot of other people, but they're just they're really putting in work, man, and not for um for their community. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not for just them trying to get ahead and stuff like that. They're just they're out there putting a lot of work and they do that. Um they do a food drive every weekend,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and out in the community trying to um promote all these other creators and people who are businesses, you know I mean? They just really have a, a big helping hand in a lot of the communities out there in the Bay. So shout out to those guys. Like you said, man, they've also always putting on for the people, man. Yeah.
0: We love it. Love to see it. Yeah. it's not just about him or his family, but it's definitely about the community and uh building those relationships and strengthening those ties. Because um, be, I mean, you invest, you really invest in your community and, and your youth and, It pays off later like uh, definitely if if all it does is keep kids off of the streets, that is, uh, you know, definitely worth it, but we're seeing stuff where. um, pie fest over in the Bay they've got uh, stem fairs just did their second annual stem fair bro that is dope getting kids interested in science, technology, engineering. um, mechanics that's that's definitely what the future is and we don't want to you know leave kids behind in this just like reading regular textbooks without really learning um so you know stuff like that uh Fico by design man shout out to them uh naki and carl for always you know highlighting good polynesian um, yep. things that are happening people that are doing stuff um Studio 415 Productions is uh, a page I've been following. They're like a Polynesian film uh, production company. Oh, cool. Their their main project right now um, is the Pacific Roots um, film, which is, you know, Polynesian football players. Uh, I think the main person that they're working with is Jesse Sapolu, but they've also filmed with Troy. They filmed with... Um, some of the current Polynesian NFL players, so really looking forward to to that um, project dropping. Uh, just so much dope stuff that uh, that's definitely happening in the Polynesian communities and throughout you know uh, the communities yeah. that we're a part of. So and shout out to you guys listening. Appreciate you for tuning in and yeah, go and do some dope shit this week. Be great. Continue to be great. Amen. That is uh that's our show.
1: Yeah, anything else? No, I just can't wait to see y'all uh, Sunday, man. Oh, uh, celebrate, uh, baby responded. Nora. Yeah, and uh, hang out. I know me, Nora, uh, Winona, we're excited to come down. I'm trying to get a hold of Eddie. Maybe he want to come down. And just hang yeah, out he, so.
0: he responded on the thing that he'll be uh he'll be there. Him said, "Oh yeah, Looking great to that, for that. Yeah. Sure, seeing family and and having to meet Nora and." Nora crying and running away from everyone because she's like, who the hell are these people?
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just, I mean.
0: Um, yeah. So we it's went to OMSI, fun. bro. She was walking up to other families and shit like, what are you doing? i seen it. That's it's dope. Yeah. You? That's yeah. dope. The Oregon uh, Museum of Science and Institute. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've never known what OMSI stood for. so uh, I don't know. That industry. The Oregon Museum mm. of Science and Industry.
1: And if you haven't been, it's pretty dope. Obviously, it's pretty dope if you haven't been. So,
0: yeah, definitely a, a lot of activities and just, yeah, watching that's, your kid figure out blocks. Dope.
1: That's dope. I mean, no, it's just like my niece. Uh, hey, shout out to you, Lossie. She's seven now. She's the friendliest person ever, which is probably one of our <laughs> biggest worries. Because, well, I mean, like even in Walmart, we'll walk by and she'll just like look over to some older white lady and be like, oh, I like your jacket. And then like you're Aww. like, wait, who's she talking to? You know what I mean? Or someone will compliment her on something and she's having a full-on conversation with a stranger and we're just like, oh, well, that's cute, but also very scary. <laughs> Can you not be so friendly? Can you not, not talk not, to not, strangers? Right, not something you want to tell, tell your kid, you know, but just like you said, like walking up to kids and I bet, I bet you know it's so like, must be exciting to her, like seeing kids her size, her shape, like you know, what I mean, walking yeah. around, like, oh, what? There's other people that are Isn't, my size. Not, it's just... not just the big giant people, right? Yeah, that come to visit she my sees parents. another
0: kid for sure. Yeah, that's 100 yeah. percent true. So it'll be nice um, to
1: see her and her friends on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, she's
0: gonna be super social until she gets tired. But yeah, we're gonna rock yeah. it. We're gonna we're gonna have some food, some music, some more food, and. It's going to be a good time. Can't wait to see you guys. Yes, uh, yeah. Sorry. If you're listening to this, you probably don't know <laughs> where the party is. Sorry. Uh, okay. That is our uh, that is our show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Catch us next week. For Forest Don't Allow, I am Lance Faletongo. We are sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel. This is the Polynesian Podcast. Stay hydrated. Stay blessed. Stay ballin'. Love and light. Peace.
1: Y'all fall